Welcome to Points Taken, a podcast about sports and sports betting and the people that make them interesting. Bookmakers were pushed into new territory in March of 2020 by the COVID-19 shutdown of sports in North America and much of the world. The NFL draft offered a taste of normal, but otherwise there were far-flung sports like little-known soccer leagues, sumo wrestling, table tennis, and esports. How do odds makers get smart fast on these sports that are normally far off their grid? We asked Johnny Avello of DraftKings, Jeffrey Benson of Circus Sports, Nick Bogdanovich of William Hill, and Andrew Menino of PointsBet that question. If you're interested in reading more about this topic, head over to playusa.com where I'll have a story posted. I'll put the link in the digest. DraftKings head of sportsbook Johnny Avello gets us started, and in the process he invokes Jimmy Fallon, Jennifer Lopez, and TikTok. Faroe Islands Premier League. Are you telling me that you're a, you're an expert now on uh, Faroe Islands Premier League? You guys are often bets on that. Well, I don't know if we're an expert, but <laughs> it's just it's another it's another option. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're all about options. So uh, yeah. you know we and we keep digging for content. I mean, we have not slowed down looking for content. So yeah, I wouldn't call us an, an expert, but uh, you know, it's just it's another offering. Yeah. Well, A B. Arger is the head of Scala IF, if, if that matters to you. How do you, I've, I've asked other uh, people in other sports books of this, how do you become uh, expert, if not experts, but, but competent enough to do what you do on these really obscure leagues that you probably, that you didn't offer before? I mean, Russian ping pong and Belarusian soccer is always the example, but how do you get up to speed fast enough to, to, to price these lines smartly? Well, you know, I, I always think of, um, Bookmakers who have been in the business for a while as an exceptional talent. And if you, and, and I'll kind of tell you what I'll compare it to, and then I'll get into it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I was watching Jimmy Fallon the other night, and he had J-Lo on there. And so him and J-Lo would look at, they would watch TikTok, and then somebody would do a dance move, like a dance and so then they would both try to replicate that dance. Uh, Jimmy found it okay, but J-Lo nailed it. She yeah. only had to watch it once. She didn't get it perfectly, but she got it once. Right. And that's the way I see an experienced bookmaker is that it doesn't take long to catch on. A little bit of research, uh, knowing the game and watching the game uh, a few times and, and, and the players, knowing the players. Right. That's what it takes. And then bookmakers, can they just can adapt to anything. Circus Sports Sportsbook Operations Manager Jeffrey Benson is next, and he says his company relies on in-house expertise and market forces. Yeah, so I would say, uh, you know, we obviously have people in-house uh, who make a lot of odds, numbers, uh, and who are booking the games. So there's obviously uh, certain sports uh, we're well more, uh, we're, we're much more well-versed in, um, and, and Belarusian soccer, um, and Counter-Strike and Overwatch and Call of Duty and things of that nature probably aren't our strong suit. Um, but what I'll say uh, in a counterpoint to that is, so, you know, for some of those sports, um, we maybe just kind of uh, put up market numbers um, and let, you know, let the bets dictate where those numbers go. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of some of the other sports that we've really been focusing on uh, while we've been closed, our sportsbook manager, uh, Chris Bennett, uh, and our director, uh, Matt Metcalf, uh, who have both been in the industry 10-plus years uh, and are tremendous odds makers and bookmakers, 
they've really focused on sports that they specialize in. Mm-hmm. So for Chris, uh, he put up what was probably one of the most extensive um, NFL draft uh, props, um, not only in the city, but in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's a tremendous football uh, odds maker. So he spent quite a bit of time on that. Um, we have been first in the world um, most days uh, putting up Korean baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one, uh, Baseball is, is another thing that he's tremendously passionate about and very good at handicapping. Um, and then on the opposite side, uh, our director, Matt Metcalf, he kind of cut his teeth in the industry uh, when he was uh, at the Westgate and when he was betting professionally um, with his NASCAR acumen. Mm-hmm. Um, so when NASCAR went away and they were booking eNASCAR, uh, we were kind of the market maker uh, in terms of eNASCAR, just in terms of uh, the future book, yes-nos, group matchups, um, head-to-head driver matchups, things like that. We were just putting up uh, more on our menu uh, than most other places were. Uh, and then he was also really focusing on golf, uh, given that you know the PGA and the LPGA Tour weren't going on. We were really able to focus on some of these smaller mini tours. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, that was the Cactus Tour uh, and then the Outlaw Tour. Um, so we were able to put up you know, quite a few offerings uh, on that in terms of matchups uh, to win the event. And so I would say that's really kind of what we've focused on, things that we're really, really good at. Uh, and then the things that maybe are a little bit new and foreign to us uh, are just something that we, uh, we, we put up market numbers. We don't really factor our opinion into it. Uh, and then we just kind of let the money, you know, take those markets uh, or, or let those bets kind of dictate where the number goes. William Hill Trading Director Nick Bogdanovich relied on some furious Googling and institutional knowledge from back in the global HQ. But yeah, there's no question. It's just like handicapping anything else. Just try to get as much information as possible. And the fact that there's a couple races under our belt really is helpful as well. Mm-hmm. Now, same same question, different sport. Belarus soccer or Russian ping pong. How do you get intelligence on that? I mean, I guess how do the betters get intelligence on that too? I have no idea. But how do you get smart about stuff like that? Yeah, much, much, much harder, uh, less information. Uh, we're lucky that our parent company is located in Leeds mm-hmm. and have been booking some of this stuff for a long time, so we're, we just rely on them for Belarus soccer and the Russian table tennis, which has really been the story of this last three weeks. Uh, yeah, so we'll rely on them for that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, obviously draft and racing over here we can handle, but anything like that, we, we're definitely reliant on them. Andrew Menino says the non-stop nature of pro table tennis made his job a little easier. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, the process itself isn't too different from other sports. Uh, you know, I don't know a lot of the, or I didn't know a lot of the players in Ukrainian Secta Cup table tennis. Um, but they play each other a lot in the tournament, right? Mm-hmm. You see the same guys play each other a couple times a day, every day for a week. And so they have head-to-head records. And we can use that and run our, our quantitative analysis and figure out what we believe the price should be, what we believe the opening line should be, what we believe the total should be uh, based on you know their historical matchups. And then we can move off that and when uh the market tells us we're wrong we'll adjust the price and uh 
and bookmake it. And it's, it's, it's a more pure experience from our perspective because we don't have those biases or preconceived notions. And that concludes our study of odd lines for odd times. That was Andrew Menino, Johnny Avello, Jeffrey Benson, and Nick Bogdanovich. This was Points Taken, and I'm Brant James. Thanks for listening.